Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 in this station. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m., Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Monday, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m., and Lota Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPV Radio open mic open to all pastors preachers and artists and we're going to get it in to be announced you can also catch us on live 365 24 7 just search the thomas voice radio network and you're in there walk with us family let's go at javina distributing we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair and body care products to order yours today please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on facebook at majals products get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank you never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Listening to Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer right now on, on TPV Radio. 
It is now time for Brother Don Presents and Pastor Gene Homer. And I got a 
I can't forget the radio bishop himself, Willie Horn, and the brew crew out there, KRB, KRBG, the bridge out there in California. Awesome men of God, family. They they embraced me. They they took me in, you know, and it's just really, really awesome, awesome men of God. I want to give a special shout-out to a special friend of mine that, that came in uh, town this weekend, Mr. Jimmy Burton. You know, I'll just give you a little backdrop, family. Um, really, God is good because when I first moved to the coast almost 20 years ago, I had an opportunity to meet this man. And we were on the job, and we worked together. And we developed a friendship and a bond for over 20 years. You know, he's like my brother. He's not even a friend. He's like my brother. And I, he came down this weekend, and I just wanted to give a shout-out because I thank God for him in my life. Because when I came to the coast 20 years ago, I didn't know anybody. I, didn't, I did not know anybody. But God directed me towards Jimmy, and he's been an out. Outstanding, outstanding brother this whole time. So I thank God for him. Well, that's all my shout-outs. Pastor Gene, are you in the house? I'll be here. I'll be here. How's everyone doing today? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Father God. I'd just like to thank my Lord and Savior for his keeping power, his mercy, his grace. I'm just so grateful in it, that we're able to experience him during this hour, during this time in history, that he's proven himself to the ones that know him to be more powerful than anything that the world is trying to throw. Uh, I just thank him for my fellowship family. I thank him for this radio family. I thank him for the natural family. I thank, for, thank him for the restoration that he's bringing about and within my siblings. And I'm just so grateful to know the Lord at such a time as this today. Amen. Amen. Well, family, get your Bibles out, get your smartphones, tablets, computers, whatever it is that you have the word of God on, get it out. We're going to cover some some in-depth scripture today. And we're going to touch on some things. Um, like I said earlier, when I started the program, we've been we've been on this thing complacency, and I didn't know how long we were going to touch on this topic, and I didn't know what it was going to entail. I was just following the leading of the Holy Spirit as we were talking about it, and I think we really touched on how God really feels about complacency in the body of Christ. I really think that we did a good exhaustive um, study and and lesson on the dangers and the deterioration of complacency in the body of believers. And for me, and I think I can speak for Pastor Gene as well, it has really been eye-opening to see the areas in your life where, you know, you may think that you got it all together in a bag of chips, that you just, you 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 got it. But then when God starts really showing you these areas that he wants to deal with, especially in the areas where you've been complacent and compromised and the things that he wants to get out of you, that he can have a closer and more intimate relationship with you, it's a sobering time. You know, I had to undergo some correction, some learning, And, you know, it was just really, really something, you know. And I'm not going to say I was there or I thought I had it, but I thought I was further along and away from some of the stuff that I had to get out of me or the Lord had to get out of me than I was. I really did. I'm just being honest for you for a moment. I didn't realize the depth of that thing that just clawed itself and latched on in, 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 in my heart that had to be dealt with. And... It really, really has been a trying time for me, and I hope it's been a trying time for you as well, family. I hope this time has really given you an opportunity to get before the Lord, that he can deal with your heart and get some of these things out because, you know, the time is is running out. You know, we're in in the middle of August already, and if you just stop for a minute and reflect back, it seems like this whole year has just kind of, been in hyperspeed, so to speak, um, 
uh, um, in hyperspeed, and it is really, really something, you know. So, um, but anyway, we are going to touch on this today that we pray that this gets in your spirit and that it causes you to grow. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I was just uh, informed by our producer and our director that they're having some technical issues uh, with the slot, so we may not be before you as long as what we normally be, but we're going to get as much of it in as we can, and we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to do a supernatural thing here today. Amen? Well, you know, since last time we... We were here with the family. We were we kind of touched on the areas of complacency that cause deterioration, and one of the areas we touched on before we 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 got off was um, in the area of prayer. You know, and you know, family, you have to ask yourself: Is my prayer life based on faith, or is it based on the place where I formulated a belief belief system? That is contrary to the word of God You know sis When them questions hit me the other day And I wrote them down And you know, it really caused me to stop for a moment And even look at my prayer life Very closely You know when the Lord was ministering that to me It just really kind of caught me But can you see that That people can actually Not have a prayer life based on faith But actually a place That is formulated out of the belief system Through complacency and, you know, they wonder why things aren't working for them and why God doesn't seem like he's listening to them. Can you, can you see that happening? Uh, yes, I can. But uh, also, the brother, one of the things that, that uh, we also uncovered is the deception that comes along with uh, complacency. So uh, it's like a double whammy, not only... Yeah. Are they prayerless? But they're uh, because of the deception. They don't. They don't even realize that they're not communicating. They're no longer communicating or setting aside right. time to commune with the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. because we we realize that complacency takes you or gives you a false sense of stability, making right. you think that you're okay when right in the midst of danger. And mm. I think that's the mm. that's the thing that remains with me. It gives you a false sense of security, oftentimes in the right in the midst of danger. Amen. Wow. Amen. And and you know when you wrote when you mentioned that definition for the first time, it, it really hit me too because how often do we get relaxed? How often do we feel like we're in a safe place or a good place, not even realizing that we're in danger, that there's impending danger just over the horizon, but we have no clue. Or we don't, we're not sensitive to the Spirit of God to even try to get in tune to see what's out, what's out there in front of us. So that, that really touched me in, in, a, in a real strong way. And... I was as I was thinking about those questions, sis. This is this is kind of what what I see, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I see: that most of the time, when you're in that place, you can tell you when you're in that place is when your prayer life is totally centered around you and your emotions. That way, you're praying out of your emotions and not faith. And you know, oftentimes. We place our emotions in the center of our prayer life. You know, I'm not, you know, talking about God not being able to come and comfort us, but I'm saying sometimes we, when 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 you, when you know that you're in that place of complacency, you put your emotions and and things above what the kingdom is, and that is really the deterioration because as we look into today. And read some scripture It's really not about our emotions and feelings And I know you have mentioned You ministered that to me a little while ago And it really hit home with me So if you can recall 
you know, some of that. Could you share that with the family? You know, the government uh, where I am is just learning the uh, the the things that um, that I operate in or the things that I give to that causes me to go to a place of complacency. Um, and 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 so I'd like to just reverse what you just said. When I'm more, cause when I go into my mind, when I'm not allowing my mind to be renewed uh, by the Word of God. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, just just uh, relaxed, or I'm doing my own thing. I'm not considering God worth knowing the situation. I'm just pulling up and doing what I know to do. You know, I'm operating more out of what's familiar to me than by faith. And I I find that when I get into that routine of familiar rather than faith, then complacency creeps in. Amen. Because sometimes we Amen. do that. If we're not before the Lord, if we're not seeking his faith, if he's not convincing and convicting us, if we're not getting revelation, if we're not excited about uh, being saved and about our walk with the Lord, then we, we tend, because we're still clothed with the flesh, we tend to uh, creep back to what's familiar. Amen. And that's what Christ said. He said that the prince of this the prince of this world is coming, but he had nothing in common with him or nothing familiar right. with him. But, you know, we right. still have a lot of familiarity in some places, amen, because we're still right. being perfected, amen. We've not been perfected. We we have the Holy Spirit of, of God dwelling within us, and it's there to aid and assist us in in, in uh, the the character of God being formed in us. But we're we're mm-hmm. a work in progress. We're and when I forget I'm a work in progress, then I can slip into complacency also. When I think I right. know what to do, when I think I got it all together, then you know that 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 thing is always there. It's always there. And you know this week, brother, what I learned I learned also that yes, when yes. God is doing a new thing, when God is birthing a new a new work that the mm-hmm. adversary tries to bring in a spirit of complacency to cause the right. people to be satisfied where they are so that they will no wow. longer con- uh, continue to seek the, lo- the face of the Lord, amen, to press their way amen. until that thing is birthed. So amen. that's one of the things. And, and you know what else it goes along with that? In that place where we are now in the world, where the church is now in the midst of everything that's going on politically and, and also the warfare where, you know, where we should be fighting this pandemic that's there. The enemy, one of the strategies of the enemy is to cause us to be complacent so we will not pray and war against and push back and use the God-given authority to annihilate what's coming at us. So we'll just say, right, take right. it. When we're just setting right. and taking it and giving the responsibility to the world or the health or you know organization or what, whoever to come up with a remedy, we're already in a place of complacency because True. God God has mm-hmm. given us the power and the authority to speak to those Amen. things that are you know that are as though they be not inverted and, and switch it up. But when we're mm-hmm. in a place of complacency, because we're not operating by faith, we tolerate. Wow. 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 Amen. And, what you know, that that's so strong there. I mean, that is really, really strong because, and I'm not picking on nobody by no means, but, you know, I still hear a lot of, chatter out there that people are ready and willing to go back to, you know, conventional brick and mortar. But if you really stop to think, God is doing a new thing. He really is. And I think it's important that we as the body of Christ get into that place where we can see what he's actually doing. You know, because we read, you know, the scripture in Revelations where, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, was that Revelations? Uh, where we talked about lukewarm, I can't remember what that was. Yeah. About mm-hmm. being lukewarm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just to the place where God will, you know, certain translations says God will vomit you out of his mouth. Now, we're talking about a father that loves you. We're talking about a father that, that, that clothed himself in flesh and came down here to die for you. He, he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, if you could be redeemed back to him. And he loves you that much, but he says in his word that when you are lukewarm, being in a place of complacency, neither hot nor cold, he will vomit you out of his mouth. So with that being said, it's really time out to, you know, stop playing church. It's time out for that. We've got to get back into that place where we have wholesome, truly wholehearted intimacy with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not all this man-made, filtered-down stuff that we've been accustomed to, but just really wholesome, wholesome, down-to-earth worship, praise, you know, because that is what it's about, family. It is, you know, and I'm not knocking church as a whole because, you know, I enjoy going to church just as much as anybody else um, before all this pandemic stuff. But my point is this. God is doing something totally, totally different. And I see it, and I feel it, and I want you to see it and feel it too, family. But the only way you're going to do that is you're going to have to get in that place where you can truly hear from him. And that's why we're covering this on prayer today, because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take you wholeheartedly opening up in prayer and getting to see what God is doing in this time. Amen? So. I want you to open your Bibles. I want to show you something here. I want you to open brother, your Bibles to Matthew. Brother, if I may, I'd like to share that scripture in Revelation uh, uh, regarding the lukewarm church. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely. Uh, that would be Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 uh, through 22. And it says, and to the angel of the church of the Laodicean, write, These mm-hmm. things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your work, that you're neither hot nor, nor cold. I could wish mm-hmm. you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, and here we have right here, that spirit of complacency working in this church, brother. Uh, Mm -hmm. It says, because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Mm. I counsel you. To buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garment, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint mm. your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Amen. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Amen. So Amen. the thing that I wanted to I wanted to read this brother because you know a lot of times we we bring forth uh, revelation or information regarding different uh, conditions of the church, but maybe we don't spend enough time uh, giving letting people know there is a remedy. God yeah. God okay. introduced the remedy right in these series of scriptures. He told them to mm-hmm. do what? Repent, repent. Mm-hmm. Repent the sorrow for your sins. See what you've done. Like he said here, see that you're naked and you're wretched and you're poor. 
and mm-hmm. repent. Repent right. for your sin. Amen. And a lot of places, you know, in a lot of places with the complacency, you 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 don't feel anything. Amen. Some of us yeah, have right. been complacent. I know I have. I've been in a state of complacency for so long that I don't even feel mm. convicted for sin anymore. Because as soon wow. as the, the Spirit of the Lord attempted to convict me, then there was a justification there. There's a lot right. of justification in that place of complacency. So that, right. that just, you know what, that just cemented my condition. That that can that cemented me into that complacency. You understand? When I justified, mm-hmm. when I, I I found a place to justify uh, why I wasn't doing this or why I wasn't reading and why I wasn't praying. Well, I'm really tired because I have to work, or and it's so early. And I mean, I'm, I'm I, I I plan to pray and ask God to show me what to do because I just can't do it. I am so exhausted. You hear you hear the justification and. And you worry, but you're not inquiring of the Lord. You understand? Mm. Because, you know, God being all-powerful can give you the uh, life that you need and the strength that you need if you really, because you know what I found, brother? We do what's in our heart to do. If I wanted to take a, cor- a course and get a degree, I would stay up all night studying if I needed to. Amen? True. So we will do point. what's in yeah. our hearts to do. If it's in my heart to, to give before the Lord and commune with the Lord, you know I'll find a place to do that. If I have to address right. some mm-hmm. of my 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 uh responsibility on the natural level and or and you know we mm-hmm. can always pray and ask God to show us how to give with him. Amen. Right, right. So Amen. that's what I'm saying, that the the, the, the way out is repentance. Amen. Amen. Going to Amen. the Lord and say, God, I, I can see from what I'm understanding that I might just be in a place of complacency, Lord God. And this, you said that you will spew people out of your mouth if they come, if they remain there because you pay such an awesome and loving price for us to be set free from any and everything that will try to prevent us mm. from getting with you, being with you, right. pleasing you, knowing right. you, enjoying you. So I can understand why God was so, um, why the, the rebuke was so severe. Because they have chosen to be lukewarm. And I've mm-hmm. told people before, there's very few things you, you enjoy lukewarm. So why would you give God lukewarmness? Mm. Amen. If we're if Amen. we're partaking of something, you know, I think the only thing I can think of that would that would be okay lukewarm is a shower. But most people prefer those a little <laughs> warmer than lukewarm. Amen. But if I'm partaking of coffee or water or some type of a, a, a you know a liquid to refresh me, Amen. Right. Then I don't really want it lukewarm. I can drink a glass of lukewarm water and then feel still feel like I haven't been refreshed. So exactly. if that's how we are as humans, then, you know, I mean, we have to consider the fact that that's what we're giving God in that place of complacency at some point. And mm. God is saying, I'm not wow. satisfied with that. Amen? Amen. 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 And, and you know, that just ministers so much. Are you refreshing to the Lord? Is your worship refreshing to the Lord? Is your lifestyle refreshing unto the Lord? You know, and that just speaks volumes to where we've been talking about because, you know, I was just sitting here when you mentioned repentance, and I was just thanking God of how awesome he is because we took about almost two months and covered repentance early on this year, you know, and I'm just seeing how the progression is going and what God is doing and and the way he's orchestrating these things. Um, We really had no clue. We were just being obedient, giving out what what God was giving us. But I can see now how they're all tying back in together, even from his sovereignty to repentance and now complacency. And they all have this intertwinement about them for, for, for health in the body of Christ. And, that was awesome, and you're right. Repentance is the key. Repentance is the key. But 
what I want to share now in, in Matthew is how do you get to that place of repentance? How do you know when it's time to repent? How are you going to let God show you these areas in your life that you are to repent from? And that is through prayer. And you know, family, I, that's one thing, sis, that I was recalling, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as when I first gave my heart to the Lord as a young saint, nobody told me, explained me truly what prayer was. I just knew I had to do it. I knew people told me to do it. I knew people, I've seen people doing it around me, some people doing it very well and articulate. Some people um, would, you know, they had their own methods. They had their own, own things. But was really, think about as you reflect, was prayer really taught? Was prayer really got to the place where you understood it when you were young in your walk, sis? Well, you know, um, it, it depends because I was raised in a very traditional Methodist church, and our prayers were rehearsed basically, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and, and so at that point, in, in order for me to reach beyond that, you know what a, a reach was for me? The Lord's Prayer. That's just how dead. I mean, you know, Amen. there's nothing wrong with the Lord's Prayer if we understand what we're praying. Because when the when the uh, disciples inquired of the Lord as to how should we pray, those were the instructions that they were given. But I didn't pray it right. with life. Right. I didn't pray it. It wasn't activated by faith or anything. I was just going through the rules and regulations of being a, a member of a church. Amen. And I'll be honest with you, I only right. did that right. probably right. in church or if something was going wrong, you know. Or if I had to do a Sunday school lesson, you know, it was just a, 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 you know, it was nothing. There was no life. There was no relationship. It was like God was this mm-hmm. big God up in the sky, and I was this little ball down on earth, and now I belong to a church, and these are the things that you do. You, you know, you come to Sunday school, you sing right. in the choir, if you can sing, or you, you know, you, you uh, help people, you honor people, or greet people at the door. So mm-hmm. I had to um, I had to learn and realize for myself that that just might not be enough to communicate with God. That I had some real Amen. issues, and maybe this prayer wasn't sufficient. If what people were saying were true, and God will, you know, as I begin to read the Bible and I begin to understand that God loved me and God would meet me and God would provide for me then I begin to uh, maybe experiment myself within my own self as to how to get his attention. And maybe I started praying the scripture, you know, uh, but it was a, it was a, it was a journey that I myself had to learn. I wasn't instructed in it. I can't really say that until I had, um, you know, I had gotten in a, another denomination where they were very boisterous, you know, and they prayed loudly and, but they taught also, you know, about relationship with the yeah, Lord. Yeah. So they begin to teach about different types of prayers. And so, you know, I was opened up at that point. And, and I, as I begin to understand, then I begin to know prayer is just communicating with God out of your relationship with him. Amen. 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 And with that being said, we're going to cover Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 5 through 14, and I'm going to read this through. And guess what, family? I am reading out of my newly acquired passion translation that was afforded to me by Pastor Jean, my big sister. I am so excited with this. I often would, I would often have her read because I was just so in tune with this translation and and I really, it is just really, really awesome. So I'm reading out of my very own right now, Passion Translation, Matthew chapter 6, 5 through 14. So I got to give a shout out to my big sis for uh, blessing me with this uh, Bible. Amen. 
And and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation again, and it says, Whenever you pray, be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in meetings and on street corners. Believe me, they've already received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to him in secret, and your Father who sees all you do will reward you openly. When you pray, there is no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like those who don't know God, for they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them, since your Father already knows what you need before you ask him. Pray like this, our Father, dwelling in heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm. And cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider all of all we need each day. Forgive us of our wrongs we have done as we forgive ourselves. Release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation. Set us free from evil and your and for your for you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. Amen. Now, let me read 15. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. And it was interesting that Pastor Gene had mentioned the Lord's Prayer to where we were because a lot of times, and I'm just being real, family, We'll say the Lord's Prayer out of a ritual. We'll say it out of duty. But there's really so much here that that Jesus is showing us about this prayer. You know, they call it the Lord's Prayer, but this is actually our prayer. This is actually a, a disciple's prayer. Because he says, when you pray, pray like this. He didn't say this is my prayer to you. He's given us an example what he wants us to do and what he wants. He's given us a format to pray from. And when you really start just reading this and looking over it from that aspect, it really starts to open up some things for you. And I want to go to verse 6. It says, but whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to him in secret and your father who sees all you do will reward you openly now that's a big statement and when i first read that it caught me and i had to stop there and i had to read it several times over because there's so much emphasis you know that people put about put on you know prayer clauses and i'm not knocking prayer clauses i think that is one of the the, the greatest opportunities for a believer to do is to go into their prayer closet and communicate with the Lord and uh, with our Lord and Savior. But how you enter that closet determines what's going to happen when you come out. What I mean by that, what I'm saying is, if you are Approach this opportunity as if you're going to truly communicate with God, and not just going in there under uh, um, just just because you think it's something you need to do, or God's going to automatically bless you once you come in and go out. Then you're going to miss this whole thing. You're going to miss this whole thing, and the the. What really touched me was is because I, too often I hear people, well, I got to go in my prayer closet and I'll, I'll, I'll see what God is telling me then. And I got to go uh, 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 here in, in, in my prayer closet and see what God is telling me. And Pastor Gene ministered something to me last week that was so true. Well, she said most of the time they're going with demons and then come back out with demons because they did not enter that place with a purposeful heart. Amen. And um, I don't know if you see that, Pastor Gene, but that really stuck with me 
when it says, but whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber and be alone with the Father God, praying to him in secret, and your Father who sees all you do, we reward you openly. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that scripture, Pastor? You know, um, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's basically what I said before, uh, but the part that really uh, uh, reminded me of uh, what prayer really is is um, when they said that uh, be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention mm-hmm. they receive while praying before right. others in the meetings and mm-hmm. on the street corners. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I was thinking uh, as I read, as you read that, brother, and I was thinking about one of the most powerful prayers that I pray has just one word in it. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes Amen. when you're, Amen. you know, you're overwhelmed and, you know, some, there, there are situations where you just really don't know what to pray because, you know, it's like things are coming from, coming at you from every direction. Your heart is heavy. You know, you're overburdened. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you sometimes can't even find the strength to open your mouth. But there have been places, right, times right. where I've been there, and when I opened my mouth, the only thing I could pray was Jesus. Jesus. Amen. And do you know? That, that, you know, because you were saying about the many words that, that we say, but that's the shortest prayer I've ever prayed and the most powerful to me. Because he would always Amen. come. He would always come. He never denied me when I was in those places of brokenness and darkness. And I just called his name. And he was right Amen. there with me. And not only did Amen. he come, but you know what he did, brother? He filled me with words to pray. Just because I mm. called him this name. Just because I chose him wow. in the midst of the storm and in the midst of the darkness. He came. Wow. And put the words in Hallelujah. my mouth when I did not even know what to say. Amen. Amen. And, you know, that reminds me of that scripture, you know, because sometimes, um, you know, when I was teaching my, 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 my kids to pray, they would automatically think in their head that, you know, it's kind of like being a public speaker, that they had to have all these things and they had to know all this scripture. And, you know, and I would often tell them, you know, I'm bringing that portion of scripture up, you know, sometimes we don't even know how to say anything. Only only thing we can do is groan. And the the word of God says that the spirit interpretates our groans and our moanings. You know, when you just so down sometimes and things are so heavy and this thing called life is wrapped around you and you can't do nothing but go, oh, you know, that that even coming out of your heart and what you have, what can be interpreted into the father that, you know, you don't even have nothing to say, sis. You don't even have words to come out. Amen. Now, I've been there. I don't know if you've been there before, but I've been there before, family, where things were so heavy, so distraught, so so, so heavy laden at that time to where the only thing I could do was groan. So you're right. It's not about how you, how you articulate. It's not about whether you, you know, you know 100,000 scriptures and you can quote them all in, in one paragraph while you're praying. It's not about that. It's not about that. It is about just communicating, opening up with your heart, not with your mind, not with your head, but with your heart. You know, because in verse eight, it says there's no need to imitate them. And what my, uh, what Pastor Gene was talking about, uh, there's no need to imitate them since your father already knows what you need before you ask him. Pray like this. And what that really solidifies, family, is that we have a good father. We have an awesome, awesome father. And he knows the areas in our lives that need changing and need improvement. He knows the things that are causing us the grief and the compromise in our life. And the only, the only thing that he wants to do is us to get with him that he can show us these things as we pray to him. 
you know, because um, he wants us to be a good steward. And that's another time, that, that's another lesson. I'm not going to get too deep into that. But, see, what I'm, my point is, what I'm trying to get at is, this is what complacency does. This is what complacency moves you from that place of faith to a religious place, um, like he was talking about in verse 7, you know, that sometimes we, you know, we see people that, that are being religious with their prayers, uh, just like Pastor Gene had mentioned earlier, and, and that's not going to get you anywhere. That is not going to get you anywhere. We need to understand that prayer is actually a weapon to the believer because there's power in prayer. And you know that, you've heard that, but now it's time to experience that, family. See, and, and that's what I want to come out of this today, that you can experience the power in prayer, transformation power. Charles Spurgeon, he says this about prayer. True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise or vocal performance. It's far deeper than that. It's a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. And the thing that really got me was when I when I was looking over this and the Lord was showing me this, says how much we've been robbed through complacency. We've been robbed a whole lot by being complacent because we often talk about, you know, oh, where's the power to heal the sick? Where's the power to comfort those, you know, that, that are in depression? Where's the power um, to, uh, you know, have the blind see and the deaf hear? Where's that power? But we've been complacent so long that we haven't been able to experience any of that, you know, and that really, that that's really kind of, it, it, it's, you know, I hate to use the word sad, you know, because that's a, that's a pretty heavy word, but it, it's really grieving. I, I put it to you like that. It's really grieving, you know, when we, when you look at it like that, because I just, when you look at it, all the things that we have been robbed of, it really, really sets you back. And I think you spoke that to me earlier this week about how the enemy has, um, especially when there's a move of God coming on, he wants to rob. Can you touch on that a little bit? Uh, yeah. I I believe you're speaking of uh, the conversation in, uh, which I said that uh, God revealed to me whenever a new work, and I, I may have said it earlier, is it, uh, being planted that the enemy would try to come and uh, uh, put a spirit of complacency within the work so that people will, you know, will not press in to have it burst. They'll, they'll just uh, become complacent and, and stay in, in that place. And then what they'll begin to do is what's familiar. And they'll begin to do uh, a ritual, you know, just doing the same thing because, this worked last week, so let's do it again this week. Oh, okay. Well, let's do it again next week. So they'll tend to get stuck there, and at that point, they're no longer seeking the face of God or seeking to be led by the Spirit of the Lord, which it, it requires in order to bring that thing forth the way that God, that word forth, the way that God has uh, uh, ordained it to come forth. Amen? So uh, the word is... is, is um, Hindered or aborted after a while Because at that point If you're not pressing your way To hear and get directions from the Lord If you're not praying and doing intercessory prayer Amen You're in a place of of, of complacency And then you have a whole lot of extra uh, warfare A whole lot of uh, uh, unnecessary things That will come To try to disrupt or hinder uh, Hinder the work Right, right, right. Is that what you're saying? Amen. 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 You know, but I want to touch on this um, 
real quick, family, before we get out of here, and just reinforce that when you approach, see, one of the things that, that complacency does is it makes you give up your authority. And that's a big issue. It makes you give up your authority. When you approach prayer as a weapon, you step into the authority that Jesus gives that Jesus gave us. Now turn with me real quick, uh, Matthew chapter eighteen, and I'm gonna read verses eighteen through twenty. And I'm reading again out of the Passion Translation. It says, Receive this truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be considered to be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you release on earth will be considered to be released in heaven. Again, I give you the etern- I give you an eternal truth. If two of you agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, my heavenly Father will do it for you. For whenever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. So we have to look at this family and, and, and really look at this complacency thing is taking our authority. We got to get it back because prayer is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. Wherever you are in life right now, you may feel like you're so far out there that God doesn't want to deal with you. Nobody wants to deal with you. It's a lot. That's false. Right where you are right now, you can ask the Lord and Savior to come into your heart and change things that you can get back on track, that you can have that authority back. And that is the thing that we're coming against. Because the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. And sometimes being violent is just telling the truth, no matter where or what it is, that you can receive it for your betterment, and that you can come up and be raised up in the kingdom of God. Amen. Did you have anything you wanted to add, sis? We had some technical difficulties, so we're going to have to kind of cut it short today. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, brother. No. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, Gulf Coast family, I just received word that we are now under a hurricane watch. So make sure you be careful. Make sure that um, you prepared. You got all your essentials. And that, you, you know, if you decide to stay and you're not evacuating, that you do it safely and pray and pray and pray and pray. So right now I'm going to turn over the mic to Pastor Chris that he can inform you of what's going on in the ministry and the things that are upcoming and things that are um, happening. I mean, it's so much. God is doing so much where I don't even, I can't even keep count anymore. I mean, I need a scorecard just to keep up. So if you're out there, Pastor Chris, you have the floor. Well, God bless you, thunder and lightning. Glad to hear you on the air once again. Yeah, we got a lot going on over here at the Samus Voice Radio Network, but family, you can continue to listen to the most controversial off the meat rack Christian radio station that you'll ever hear. You can take us with you everywhere you go. How is that? Well, quite simple. All you need to do is find Live 365 on your Apple or Google Store. Once you find it, just download it on any of your mobile devices. Download it, then you don't have to pay the subscription. See, people are freaking out, Brother Don and Pastor Jimmy, about they see the nine ninety nine and then they just omit the whole process. It's easy to bypass that. There's an X button that's on the far left hand side corner of your mobile device, whatever device you'll use, you'll see an X. Once you hit that X, you've bypassed it. Once you do that, you go to the search engine of Live Three Six Five, type in the Samus Voice radio network once you do that you'll see our logo pop up you hit the heart button and that's it quite simple 
You can listen to all of our shows on its regularly scheduled times on TPV Radio 24-7, which we broadcast on Live 365. And you don't have to miss anyone, any of your favorite uh, <clears throat> men and women of God, ministers of the gospel, Pastor Gene, Brother Don, uh, Sister Lorraine, uh, Brother Mike, uh, Pastor Saigo, myself. Uh, you, you don't have to miss any of us. You can take this with you. Yes, we are going through a transition phase, and a lot of our shows will be switched on the live broadcast side. But, again, you can still listen to all of the shows on Live 365. I can't stress that enough. So tell your family, tell your friends, tell Cousin Pookie, tell JJ, tell Raheem, tell everybody that you can still listen to us 24-7 just download Live 365, and you're in there. So we don't have any major uh, announcements thus far. We have not heard back yet from the Spin Award Committee in regards to that. Uh, that's still uh, going. They're still going to have the ceremony, but the way things are looking right now, it looks like everything's going to go virtual like the Low Awards this past weekend. So in light of that, and as far as my team's concerned here at TPV, we're going to stay where we need to stay. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to risk put my family at risk. I have young kids. I'm not going to risk going out there, coming back, and getting them sick. So I'm just using smart judgment. Oh, you're scared. You're supposed to be a man of God. Yes, I am a man of God, but he also gave us this thing called wisdom. So – that's why this word is right on time, Pastor Gene, Brother Don. You guys are always in the vein when it comes to the word. And I think you guys might have a little camera in my house when it comes to preparing sermons because you guys always hit the vein every time you preach. Just saying. But anyway, uh, TBV Reloaded, uh, we're going to have our, fi- our final show on Sunday. Uh, yeah, for right now, uh, because again, transition has happened. Uh, I have to, I have to go back to work, unfortunately. So things are going to be switched. So our last show for TPV Reloaded will be tomorrow. Um, also, Cell Life that might have some changes as well. But our last shows this weekend, you're hearing everybody live on their right time. I thank God for. It. I thank God for. These awesome men and women that have been patient with me in the last two weeks of all this change going on, and I appreciate each and every one of them. So I'm not going to take too much of the airtime because, again, we're having some issues. So I want to make sure you get as much as Brother Don and Pastor Gene as much as possible. So I am done. Back to you. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to know that we're in that vein hearing from God. Amen. Because, you know, family, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, these pre-prepared or or sermons on the shelf uh, type things. You know, it's about tapping into the vein to see what God wants to put in the earth, what his word is in the earth today. You know, family, if there's anything that I want you to take away, I know the time was kind of short today, uh, but praise God, we, we're going to get in what we need to get in. But if there's anything that I want you to take away from today's program, families, this simple truth here. Mm-hmm. See, we have access to heaven. When we stand in authority, we restore the power of prayer working in our lives. There is power. In prayer There is power In prayer Just because You've been praying for something And you haven't seen it um, You haven't seen it You know come to pass Does not mean that there's No power in prayer There is power In prayer And I just want you To always always Remember that. Amen. Well, Pastor Gene, we're about to button this thing up. Is there anything you'd like to contribute before we get out of here? No, brother. I just like to uh, say to everyone, stay safe. Stay prayed up. 
they were vigilant. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you, family. We appreciate you tuning in. And then once again, we apologize for the uh, technical difficulties this week. But we will get back to you soon. Just stay in there and keep praying. Don't stop praying. And don't stop going before the Lord because God is an awesome God. He loves you. He loves us. And he's ready to do a mighty work in your life. Amen. So I just thank God for each and every one of you. I, I praise God for you, and I just ask that he keep you and sustain you through all things until we can get back together again. Amen. Well, this is Brother Don, Pastor Gene. Brother Don presents. We were excited to come before you again, family, and we were just looking forward to the next time we can get together. Well, God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you soon. To the highest mountain, looked all around, couldn't find nobody. Went down into the deepest valley, looked all around down there, couldn't find nobody. I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you TPV Radio, Central Texas With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.